Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey peeps, what's up? Welcome to this episode. Today we've got a very special guest, Sam Altieri. So she was my my business coach for the first half of 2021. So I thought, let's get her on the show. Let's get her to share some wisdom. Let me ask some questions that I want to know from her as well. Get some free coaching in there. And hopefully just have a really fun conversation, which we did in fact have. And actually, you will see that it starts off a little bit unconventionally because basically we got on the call. I was already recording and we were chatting before we like officially started talking about like chatting before we officially started the podcast episode recording and so in that pre-chat phase um it was actually pretty fun chat and like I thought you guys would find it interesting too so you'll see that we the episode starts with us talking kind of off the record and then I'm like yo this would have been amazing to have been in the episode and Sam's like just include it and then we just roll into the official episode you'll see what I mean um, I'm not going to keep you waiting. Let's just hop straight into this episode with Sam Altieri, health and life coach, multi six figure business mentor. Let's do this in three, two, one. I am doing well. Um, I, oh my gosh, it's been a year. Like, I'm sure you know, you've been feeling it too, but like, mm-hmm. whoa, there's just like such a big shift happening in the world but also just like I feel like in my business too and just like how I'm showing up and like what I'm sharing and all those things so mm-hmm. it's been a lot like yeah. it's been a lot <laughs> yeah it is it is how do you what do you feel like has been different in your biz um yeah great question I think for me it's almost like moving so like you know my journey and in, in kind of starting with like coaching on like fat loss and um shrinking yourself you know like losing Mm -hmm. weight and that was what I was coaching when I was in that part of my journey and very quickly it kind of turned into like whoa like this isn't even in alignment for me anymore like I don't track calories like why am I Mm -hmm. telling my clients to you know Mm -hmm. and so it's definitely moving into this space of more intuitive living and mindful living eating thinking all of the things Mm -hmm. um and just a lot more about like mental health body image and stepping into our like our feminine and our power as women which has Mm -hmm. been something that like I'm on that journey right now and that's just been what's most present in life for me but it's so interesting how um, you said like the feminine thing because I was listening to a podcast the other day do you know Susie Moore she anyway she has two she's like a second book out right now and she's like such a good vibe person and uh, like her second book is called let it be easy and she was talking on a podcast about um think back about like the times that you felt most successful in your life how did it feel and for me I was just like running through the few times I was like oh super like you know relaxed easy like I felt 
you know, definitely not forcing like in the masculine or anything. Mm-hmm. And then the the person who was hosting the podcast said, she was like, oh, for me, it was like in the feminine. And they were all talking about it. And I was like, it's so freaking true. Like I've never been at my most successful where I'm like hustle, push, force, work like so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like this whole unlearning of the masculine structures that have really like created this narrative in our head that like we have to hustle Mm -hmm. and like yeah I don't know it's super like and this can show up like in any place too like are most of your listeners are they like in the food and body like if they're working through their food and body stuff Mm -hmm. okay so when I was studying like the psychology of nutrition and understanding like food and how we think about food and like who we are as an eater and all that stuff like one of the most powerful things that my mentor literally ever shared was like tracking calories is a masculine approach Mm -hmm. of eating and obviously intuitive eating is the feminine way yeah and we live in a world that teaches women especially to not trust themselves And then not only to not trust themselves, but not trust themselves to be able to know what to eat or to put in their body or what they need. And so we must control portions or, you know, all the other things. And then it leads us to not trust ourselves in other parts of life. Mm. So it's super fascinating when we like acknowledge like, okay, where are you on the spectrum of like hyper-masculine which I was, I came from like a very hyper-masculine, like hustle, like do all the things, like made six figures in eight months of my biz. Like it was fucking, I was like cranking out content. Yeah. like boom, boom, boom. And then on the other side of like, I need some serious time off. <laughs> it's yeah. like time off social, time with myself, time in nature. And, and then like, it's kind of about like finding that middle place of the balance Mm. between the two of like hmm hmm (laughs) and it's it's the dance truly so true so true yeah Yeah. I feel like I gotta do more of that dance (laughs) I think we all I well I think that's the thing is we don't have to do more it's like we have to be more that's it but like we can I mean I've had that same like I've expressed that same thing of like wait we're trying to take a masculine approach to our feminine energy Mm. (laughs) which is like all right well what do I have to do tell me what to do and it's like no no that's no you have to be oh interesting okay um let's let's start the actual recording because I I feel like I wish we had actually talked about that in the recording yeah let's let's just keep it let's just roll with it why not I guess the beginning piece I'm down let's keep going let's keep going well anyway let's do the official welcome to Sam guys this is Sam And she, well, I, I'll have said this in the intro before we started, but she was my business coach uh, earlier this year and I had such an awesome time and just like learned so much from you. And just like continue to like follow you on social media and like steal your stories. And I'm always so in awe of um, your energy. Like it's just such good vibes. And also you clearly really want to help people and you're doing such an awesome job at it. So I figured let's have you on the podcast talk about all sorts of stuff yeah let's do this well thanks for having me and it's been a pleasure to work with you and um I'm super excited to chat about all the things and yeah let's see where it goes 
Let's do this. Okay, so usually I actually start with some fun, like, uh, quick fire questions to loosen okay, cool. even more. So let's do this. So favorite way to spend money? <sighs> Oof. Um, I would say, like, so I love experiences. I'm really not a, like, I don't really like buying things that much. I went through that phase, but I'm in the phase of like having really dope experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say experiences. My birthday's in like two days and I was like, mm-hmm. how I want to spend it is in a hot springs, like just in absolute bliss. And I'm like, that's how I want to spend my money. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care if like, I'm like eating like soup from a can, like sometimes you know but like <laughs> I'm like I don't care so that's fine <laughs> sounds awesome sounds awesome uh okay what makes you feel powerful Ooh, uh, I would say the place I feel the most powerful like the environment is um hiking like mm. I feel like I'm on top of the world I have so much clarity on what I'm here to do, say, be, et cetera. Like, it's just, I can really get that like grand vision and get out of the weeds, get out of my head. Um, so I would say totally hiking. And then I also like the setting of podcasting. I mm-hmm. love speaking. I feel mm-hmm. so p- powerful using my voice. Like that's one of my favorite things to do. So like podcasting and like YouTubing, which I've just started. Those are oh, yeah, I saw, I saw. Yes. exciting uh, yes. I can so feel the, the hiking thing as well like for me when I go hiking nothing there there's like all the worries go away I'm not thinking like oh how do I look right now what are people thinking of me I'm just like one foot in front of the other let's like explore this place and just feel strong yeah yeah it's like your inner child comes out like mm-hmm. I have a really like I love my inner child and she's definitely like a wild child. And so I think when I'm back in like her essence, I just feel like I can do any, like I'm unstoppable. Like I am fucking infinite. I am, I am pure potential. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. How about three things that you love about yourself? Mm, Three things. Okay. One is I do have a really big heart. So that's something I used to be ashamed of actually, like that I just had a lot of love, like, and especially in business, weirdly enough, like Mm -hmm. I thought that business had to be very like, but actually I'm just like, I just like want to love you. Like, I just want to create these little mini families and like all my offerings feel like fam and like, want to hang out and give you a hug. Like, so really embracing that, my big heart. Um, I would say my energy yeah I do like I mean I think it's easy to be critical of yourself and like judge yourself for being too much but I do love that I have a lot of energy like it's a blessing and a curse I have to manage it or else I can self-destruct but um I do have a lot of energy for sure and number three would be ooh I think, so I just learned that I have ADHD Mm -hmm. and a lot of my life has made sense since getting that diagnosis. But one of the big things that has come from that is like this ability to create, just create, like I could create all day long. Like I have an abundance of ideas and creations and I just never run out. Like I actually have like 
it's like I have so many um yeah so that I would say like those are those are the top three I can think of right now awesome I actually you saying that you have this abundance of ideas it sprung to mind when we had a few like one-to-one calls and you were just like come up with all these ideas like content I was like damn writing this shit down (laughs) that is one of my favorite things actually is like helping coaches or creators come up with ideas for their content because I'm like that is like you're so funny like blah 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 like just like taking your personality and like turning yeah. it in yeah it's super fun <laughs> so cool so going into you started your business as it was like fat loss personal training was that it yeah yeah I was doing like personal training and like I kind of that this was before the land of like I need to put an I help statement in my bio you know mm-hmm. like I still mm-hmm. don't even know if I have that in my bio right now I don't know um now I'm like fuck the rules but <laughs> Like for me, it was personal training and like nutrition coaching, which everyone's goal was like, I want to lose weight. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. cool. (laughs) Right. And so, and that sort of like morphed over time into different things. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is it seems like there's kind of still been like the body image or some, something like related to body sort of like interwoven all throughout. So I'm curious to know, know what your body image journey has been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you're right in like, uh, noticing that. Thank you. And I think the real journey is like about being seen and, mm-hmm. um, whether it's being seen as a business owner, being seen at like, just, just stepping into your power and like taking up the space. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I can share like kind of growing up what that was like and like my mm-hmm. experience and what led me into this space. So yeah, growing up, I was, super multi-passionate like I played soccer softball I danced like I did everything I did like theater I was like wherever and I was always like confident in myself until I started dancing um mm-hmm. because like you can imagine right like the dancer body right it's like kind of this tall super lean like blonde blue-eyed perfect mm. skinny girl and like that's what I knew to be beautiful like I just wanted to be that and I was like the shortest girl like I was like four foot something when everyone was like in the five feet and like I was always like tiny you know I was tiny and so I created that story of like I don't feel good enough and I was just there was like I had a lot of self-esteem issues and comparison issues and also now looking back on all of that, like my ADHD probably played into that because there's a lot that goes into that with like emotional overwhelm and like feeling like a failure and like all these things. And that was literally how I felt my whole life. Like I didn't know anything but that. And so basically like it got me into a really unhealthy relationship with food where I wouldn't say I was like binging because I don't think I even knew what that word was, but I just was eating when I wasn't hungry, like a lot. And especially in college, um, like in my teens, but in college, like I went to school for architecture. So the, the program I was in, like, it was really intense. It was a four-year undergrad. And then I did a year for my master's and I was just so fucking overwhelmed all the time. Mm -hmm. And there was so much to do and like not enough time. And like, ah, and I would just turn to food to like, like 
help me feel better, you know, and like for the dopamine probably because I was just (laughs) so I was working. Um, and all I wanted to do was like be perfect, right? Like I wanted to look perfect, I wanted to act perfect, I wanted to be the best student, like I wanted to be the best. And Mm -hmm. so that led me to a pretty unhealthy relationship with food, my body. Um after college, like I had probably gained about I didn't gain the freshman 15. I gained like the freshman 30 something. Oh, and yeah, me like, too. yeah, it was just like, it turned into me like just wearing like really baggy clothes. Mm-hmm. And I was so ashamed of my body, like, but I would never admit it. Like I was like, I'm happy. Right. Like on the outside, I was good. Um, but I wasn't like, I was constantly seeking external validation and I felt like I needed to like fix myself and like there was so many things like I was people pleasing all over the place like I I couldn't validate myself because I truly didn't believe I was good enough and I hated my body and that just led me into like a very deep like I don't know that in the moment I ever identified it as depression but I was definitely depressed. Like if I think back, I like read through my journals and this was like 2013. And I was yeah. just like, oh my God. Like I had written notes that I was like, this is like a suicide note. Like, wow. Wow. oh my God. And I had no support. Like, because I, I, I was like, I can't reach, like I would have never, that would have been weak, right? Like I would have been mm-hmm. weak to reach out for support. And yeah, so like that was like my total low and I was in my architecture job and I wasn't fulfilled and I was kind of getting bored and I was like, this is not how I want to help people. And one of my, um, actually my boss who I have like since told her that this happened, but she made a comment about my body and was like, well, like Sam, you're a lot more fit than you look. And she just kind of like said it casually, right? Like I know she didn't mean to hurt me, but that was the comment that fueled the fire for me. Mm. I immediately was like, because no one had ever told me that the truth, right? Like I was a lot more fit than I looked. And I was like, fuck that shit. No, right? And I used that comment and I went ham in the gym. I started working out, started taking classes. I started getting really strong. I started getting into nutrition. And then I ended up losing like 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fucking jacked. I was like, yo, look at me. Look how hot I am. Like, oh my God. Right. And I was getting all the validation and it felt so good. And you know, you know <laughs> yes. the whole story, right? Yes. You get all the compliments, like, oh my God. And then somebody else made a comment. This is how much like I'm dictated by the external circumstances. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, well, you're not going to be able to maintain this, right? Then I internalized that. And that's where my self-sabotage journey began, Mm -hmm. which was like, I can't sustain this. He's right. And then I started uh, binging and then needing to go to the gym even more. So I was working Mm -hmm. out like probably eight to nine times a week. Like I was doing double sessions and then, yeah. And I was powerlifting, which like powerlifting is like, you're supposed to fucking chill on your off days. I wasn't doing that. Um, and then I would binge eat on the weekends and then I would track calories Monday through Friday and like do the whole thing. And then it just got so out of control. And 
I competed in powerlifting and I had to like, um, do the like water test, you know, to like basically like dry yourself out. And I got down to like my lowest weight of like 121 or three pounds or something. And I was like, damn, I look so good, blah, blah, blah. But I was like fucking starving. I haven't eaten eaten in a day, hadn't drank water in a day. Uh, my pee was like neon yellow. Like it was like all the things that were like red flag, red flag. And I was like, green flag. Yeah, this is good. Like, and yeah. So after the powerlifting situation, you know, started to like not be as obsessed with the gym because I was like, well, that was like a lot. My body's tired and I got injured, hurt my back and realized like, I can't live in fear anymore. Like I was so fucking scared of food and I was so scared to not work out. Like Mm -hmm. I was scared. I was relying on both of those things to like, I was relying on tracking calories and lifting weights to help me control my body because everything else in my life just felt so out of control. And, um, yeah. So then my journey to like, okay, we're going all in. Like, I don't want to binge eat anymore. I'm so sick of feeling like this. Like, yes, I can, I can live in, I could live like this, but I don't want to, like, I don't, I want to feel freedom. I want to feel what it means to just not think about food 24 seven. Like I know it's possible. I've seen other people do it. I'm fucking scared to gain weight and get fat and ugly and have nobody love me, but I don't even care anymore. Like I just didn't want to live in that fear. So in 20, I think like 2019, end of 2019, I like committed to it. And I was like, I'm not tracking calories anymore. I know how much calorie, I know how many calories are in something. I've been tracking for goddamn long enough, you know? Um, And I just, I went in, like, I didn't even go in with a strategy because I didn't, I didn't have a coach at the time either. Like I didn't have anyone. I was just like, fuck it. We're going in. Mm -hmm. And so 2020 was like the year that I realized like, wow, I had an eating disorder and I had a, I had body dysmorphia and I also had a very, uh, like, I had such an obsession with over-exercising and, and food and being healthy that it turned into not being healthy. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm a health and wellness coach. Well, no, I'm a fat loss coach, but despite in, or like without even regard to health and wellness, mm. like, and that was a moment where I was, I can't do this anymore. I can't like, I, this is not an integrity for me to teach or coach on this way of eating anymore because it literally fucked me up so hard. Um, and then not to mention like, which I'm sure you can relate to this being a coach or just being a leader in the space. Like people look at you all fucking day, right? Like your body's on the internet and it's like this, this pressure to like keep up and like mm-hmm. have the nicest abs and whatever. And I was just like, Oh my God, like, it's never going to be good enough. It's never going to be good enough. And I just, I definitely like gave away all of my power to everything outside of me. So yeah, end of 2019 into early 2020 realized like, Whoa, this isn't just like a small food thing. It's like an actual, like, this is like mental health. This is costing me mental health. Yeah. Um, went all in and I don't know how much weight I gained. Cause I never like weighed myself. Um, but I definitely like, I don't know. I, I'm a small person. Like I'm five foot one and I have like a tiny bone structure. Right. But like, mm-hmm. I 
and normally I was wearing like a two to a four, like mm-hmm. a size two to four. And I went up to like probably like a size eight to 10. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to do this. I don't care. I literally don't. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter if people don't think my body's good enough because I just want to love my body. I just want to be, I want to be happy in it. I want to feel at home in it, you know? So that has been my journey since 2020 to now is learning how to intuitively eat, to not track anything, and also to intuitively move my body. Like trust that I don't need to like lift weights Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like, you know, like, I can, but the thing that I've noticed that's been serving me a lot more is actually just like moving my body in some way every day. Um, Mm -hmm. and that might be weights and it might be yoga and it might be hiking and, um, and moving away from this like masculine hustle your face off, like go, go, go do, 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 which I just like, my nervous system is just like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. Like just having emotional shutdown. So that has been my journey. And now I'm really talking a lot about like taking your power back around food and taking your power back around the systems that make women feel like they need to either shrink or Mm -hmm. stay small or like not, not speak up, not use their voice. And, and for me, food was just a way to cope with like me not actually stepping into my power, Mm -hmm. you know, me not stepping into like the truth, which was like, I'm a badass. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. So now that's what I'm like very passionate about is realizing all these pieces. Like it's not just the physical body, it's the physical, it's the emotional, it's the mental, it's the spiritual. And it's like this journey of coming home to our true selves and knowing like food is sometimes just something to help us ease the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. What a story. Damn. And it, <laughs> it all like happened even like well, first of all, it happened while you were coaching, right? So like you had all these realizations and I feel like you had the courage to actually like step out of that role that you had put yourself into as this like fat loss coach who was deep down, like really struggling herself and to actually have the courage to like change, like switch up gears and ally yourself to gain weight and like let go of all those like masculine tracking mechanic control mechanisms it's funny that you said the you know trying to allow yourself to have more of that feminine relationship with food because mm-hmm. it really made me realize that the the turning point for me with my food relationship it basically was just allowing the feminine in it was when I started dating my ex my, my sorry not ex my now boyfriend <laughs> um, shadowing <laughs> we love you boyfriend um and I guess I kind of you know like sat back into the feminine role a little bit more because he was there like cooking me meals and stuff and I was just going with the flow more in life and feeling more relaxed and yeah not forcing myself to because at that time I was doing like weights like four or five times a week and I just kind of pressed pause on it and let all of that go let the obsession with weight go and it was amazing how easy things can be when you kind of let go of all these things that you hold on to thinking that they're gonna like be the answer it's crazy yeah yeah the like letting go of the attachment piece has been like a huge theme for me recently mm-hmm. too. again mm-hmm. of like ooh, surrendering and just being like it's okay like also our bodies are like meant to change and it's like, you know, when you like look back at a photo 
of yourself and you're like, why did I ever think I was fat? (laughs) And then you're like, oh, so this is not about the body. This is about the mind. Mm, Yeah, (laughs) definitely. On that note, actually, like in in the process of allowing yourself to gain weight or let your body do whatever it needed to do, how did you navigate that? Like, how did it feel mentally and physically? Because I know so many of the listeners are probably going through that process right now. I just need like some reassurance as well. Yeah, totally. I'm going to pause right there for a minute to share something with you. So if you've been listening so far and feel like you're ready to start your recovery journey with me, I've got the perfect springboard. That is my free masterclass, Why You're Still Binge Eating and How to Stop. It's a 35 minute free video masterclass where I'll walk through all of the reasons you might still be binging. Then I'll give you three actionable steps to stop binge eating. So if you're looking for actual results in your life, want to never binge again, trust me, I know the feeling. I was stuck for 10 years doing that. Then head to the show notes to get instant access today. I'll also gift you something for joining me at the masterclass, but I'll leave that surprise for you to find out for yourself. Life is just so damn short and it's not worth feeling so miserable, unhappy, unhealthy with binging taking over. So watch the masterclass today to start your new life. Okay, let's get back into the show. Um, Well, I think the number one thing was like trusting in the process. Like I knew that other people had done it and they didn't die like because that's kind of how it feels is like Mm -hmm. that you're gonna die like it really felt for me like I'm going to become unlovable and like for anyone that's listening that's a business owner or like aspiring like my business is gonna fail because I'm not as fit Mm -hmm. And, and that was really scary like I, and I hid my body. I didn't even want to share that it was happening because I felt really ashamed of it. And I, I didn't know what to do because like all of my friends were in the fat loss industry and I was like moving away and I was like right. moving into more like, like holistic or like spiritual approach. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but I'm like, I can't even like share this with them because they're still trying to control their food and their body. So I just had to trust that there were other people out there and I started following them um, Mm -hmm. to just like kind of get in their head and be like, it is okay. Like it's going to be okay. And I'm not going to like turn into this like 1000 pound blob. Like I'm not going to become like fat and lazy, you know, like, because I'm, that's not who I am as a person, you know? And like, yeah, my body might change, but like my heart doesn't, my energy doesn't, like what I have to say doesn't. And so I I think that was one of the first things. And then secondly was like doing a wardrobe cleanse, just like stop fucking holding on to clothes that really just don't fit you anymore. Because like, no matter where you are in your journey, it's just going to make you feel like shit. Like I have a pair Always. of shorts that I just got rid of. Cause I was like, why am I holding on to these? I'm literally holding on to these when I fit into them again. Yeah. And it's like, what if I never fit into them? Like, stop. I like just, so moving into the present moment of like, do all of my clothes fit me and make me feel like a queen? If they don't, gotta go. Yeah. Um, so I feel like even clothes. holding on to those, like, is you subconsciously saying that where you're at right now is not okay. And we're secretly trying to get back to that place because that place is better. Yes, totally. Totally. But then I think about it and I'm like, it's funny how the mind can like 
pretend and like mask all the pain you were feeling when you were in that body. You might have looked mm-hmm. a certain way, but you were mu- you were fucking miserable. You were thinking about food all the time. You couldn't be present. You couldn't go to social gatherings. You couldn't be in a bathing suit because you would literally pick every single part of you apart. Like, and so yeah. I mean, it just goes to show like it's it's truly like. <laughs> how can we surrender to the present moment and like let go of the I wish or I should haves and just make peace with what is. So that's probably like the third piece is like making peace with it, you know, Mm -hmm. like realizing like society puts so much pressure on us to look a certain way. And it's like, who the fuck cares? Like who cares? Who cares? And I have to remind myself of this like basically daily. Yeah, like, me too. <laughs> I, I don't want to pretend like I'm this like, I've made it, guys. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, it is a constant daily practice, especially as a woman, because yeah, it's not like the magazines are changing to be sensitive to like, it's, yes, there's like some effort, but we can't undo like decades and like so many generations of, trauma around body so that's now when like that's the work I'm really doing is actually doing like a lot of like now I just consider it healing like it's not Mm -hmm. trying to change my body it's like healing it's feeling safe in my body it's healing my body it's um you know like strengthening my connection to myself and to my intuition and trusting myself and all of that and as a byproduct like yeah maybe I'll lose some weight I don't know but Mm -hmm that's no longer the thing that I care about anymore. Yeah. When you were on that journey, yeah, because you have a boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. How a fiance. Oh, like fiance oh, now. Yeah. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I forgot. Congrats. Yep. You also. So, <laughs> so yeah. uh, how was it with him? Like, did you have any thoughts of like, oh my God, what is he going to think? So it's interesting. Cause I don't think I actually like shared what was really going on with him because like we were living, this was like beginning of COVID. So it was like super close quarters. And mm-hmm. I think I was ashamed of what was going on because he saw me like the way he met me was like this super fit, like personal trainer, nutrition code, blah, blah, blah. And like, when I would go to his house, like I would just like literally binge eat his food because like he would have food that I wouldn't have at my place yeah and I art so I already felt the layer of shame for that but then secondly I was like I didn't have the feeling like he wasn't gonna love me but I had this it was just shame around like him like my decisions I was literally just like ashamed of myself and that was it like I I kind of knew like he wouldn't care I just had such a hard time saying it Mm -hmm. and then I literally only told him like after or like like kind of while I was in like my all-in phase of just Mm -hmm. like I'm eating spoonfuls (laughs) of uh fucking icing (laughs) and I was like Kurt I'm just letting you know like I restricted sugar for myself for the past seven years. So if I eat all this frosting, I'll get you some more. And he just like kind of laughed and like, didn't get it. And I was like, whatever, like, and I just ate it all. And then I bought him a new one. And I was like, thanks, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and like, I think like, honestly, him just like loving me and accepting me unconditionally throughout the process was one of the really 
probably the most impactful ways that I was actually able to heal because he didn't make me feel bad. He didn't say I was like, oh, you're gaining weight or like he never, he's never made a comment about my body except like, I love your butt, you know, or like mm-hmm. he's only said good things. And so I think just having like that supportive partner for me was like so important for me loving myself and accepting myself. Oh yeah, I can so relate to that. I was just thinking that, so even after I stopped binge eating and like food felt way easier and everything, I'll still have like the moments where I'm like, okay, I just want to have some like cookie dough or something and probably eat more than the normal person would. I just really love cookie dough. I do too. (laughs) And so I, I, uh, when I first started eating it in front of my boyfriend, because that was was one of my hugest binge foods and so mm. I had so much like shame around just eating it like oh, yeah. you're not supposed to eat just cookie dough like this is a yeah. binge thing this is a bad thing and so I had so much shame around eating it in front of him and that so in practicing that more and more even to this day there's still a part of me that's like thinking like oh I hope he doesn't like make a comment or something so I almost make the comment first like yeah yeah I know I'm eating cookie dough yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude I have totally done that and I'm like oh my god I'm just judging myself I'm literally judging myself like like yesterday Kurt had like literally two cheeseburgers and if I was to do that like I don't I don't have the appetite for two cheeseburgers and also like not right now but like (laughs) I would have like wanted to almost explain myself yeah like right to be be like oh like I'm not a fat slob like Mm -hmm. because of the constructs around like how we should eat which is basically like sitting at a table with a salad and a smile Mm -hmm. you know and it's like but sometimes I want to do a spoonful of cookie dough or five exactly (laughs) yeah I feel like it has been a practice in just like letting myself eat those foods and not have to explain myself Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like that, that is, as you said, like in itself, just a way to release that shame, which is like felt so heavy for so long. Just to be like, okay, even like on my platform, when I kind of like tell stories of things I used to do or things, things I still think about my body, whatever, just being able to say that it's like people respond back and they're, they're just like, thank you so much for your honesty and telling that story because I relate so much and I've never heard anyone say it in that kind of detail I'm like girl I know like like for example oh this is so funny but I asked Luke and my boyfriend the other day I was like what's um one of the most disgusting foods you've ever eaten and and I forgot what he said like whatever some like normal edible food (laughs) and he was like how about you I was like oh um I don't know if you count it as food but like Nutella with like dishwashing liquid sprayed all over it because I used to like throw in the bin during a binge be like no I can't have it I'd spray it with like detergent and then I'd take it back out and like try to dig away the detergent and still eat the food yes and I was like oh and he was just like what and I was like you know you wouldn't get it. he's like no explain it and I was like explaining it but I was like oh god this is so embarrassing but dude I have like, released <laughs> I have totally taken food out of the before <laughs> but like I don't think it had dish like that's fucking hilarious um I'm like mine's probably had like I don't know like other gunk on it like (laughs) or like dude like eating off of somebody's plate like in your family or like at home it's like like they're like done with their food right like they'll put it on like the counter and then you'll like be cleaning up and you'll just be like why am I eating the food that was like half in their mouth (laughs) 
I'm so that person. I love like the the sauce, like in any dish. Yeah. My boyfriend always leaves it, and I like always take his bowl and just like lick it clean every time. It's like, oh, here, take my bowl. <laughs> like I am <laughs> that person. I'm that girl. <laughs> um. Okay. So I feel like uh I really want to switch gears because I'm so curious about business. Like your business is just thriving, and it's like taken off so incredibly well like I'm just amazed at uh I guess just like not only the speed but like the quality with which you've done it clearly really helping people and just such a good person so (laughs) so I guess one question one question I have that's also personally uh uh, maybe a selfish question to ask but you know that I've struggled with this but like what would you say to people who feel like they attach a lot of their self-worth to I guess either like their financial success their business or even like their body shape how can you uh I guess just like detach that yeah totally um well first thanks for the reflection and it's like you see that in me because that's who you are too so Mm -hmm. it's like yeah um and well I want to be clear so the like (laughs) your business is thriving and everything is going great like I want to be real honest with you in this mm-hmm. moment, which is like right now, it feels like it's not like mm-hmm. from the outside, right? Like, yeah, I have a client, like I have amazing clients. I do. And like, I have made a lot of money air quotes, I guess. Like it's such, mm-hmm. such a like subjective thing. Right. Um, but right now I am very much in like a, going deep within myself soul searching like what is it that I'm actually here to say and I know it's a lot of things but it's like okay great like getting out of my head around any labels or any past certifications like my entire experience my life experience what is it that I'm really supposed to be speaking about you know Mm -hmm. Um, and trusting that and like going inward to find that so like business for me recently in the past I would even say year has been so much like confusion and I'm like, how have I made as much money, right? Or impact as many people. And I haven't even known exactly what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And what I found to be true is that it's not even what I'm saying or teaching on as much as it, as much as it is like who I'm being Mm -hmm. both on and off social And I think that's just been scary. Like, it's kind of that, like the um, going from like tracking calories to not and like gaining weight. I'm very much in that transition in this like black hole of an unknown of I'm moving away from hustling Mm -hmm. and doing and always teaching and teaching like to just flowing, allowing, and like kind of dancing between those two things. Um, And so that being said, like the thing that has anchored me in has been, I think, I feel like two to three things. Um, You can kind of like do my best to break it down, like patterns I've noticed. Mm -hmm. One is like consistently showing up. Um, That will triumph all the things like it will like you in order to build a business in order to just put yourself out there like 
you have to show up even when it's hard, even when it sucks, even when you don't want to, because it's not about you. Like your business is not about you. And anytime I make my business about me, it feels like kind of like, what am I doing with my life? You know, because it's not like I'm creating the business to help people. And so as soon as it comes back to me, it's like, this is, this is operating at an ego, you know? Mm-hmm. So leading with service, um, and consistently is definitely the first piece. And then secondly is, um, I think something is like, for me is like, not pretending to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, like, I am definitely not a perfectionist anymore. And it feels really good to say that. Like, I see it showing up in certain ways, but I was like, holy shit, perfectionist, control freak, crazy. And I'm really not anymore. Like, one of my biggest mantras is like, good enough is good enough. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I, it's just like, it's something that has really gotten me out of my head and mm-hmm. into creation. Um, and I know that like perfectionism is like just a, it's just a protection mechanism, right? So it's like, take all the shit out of your drafts and post it on your page and just share it. Like, because like so much of your content is probably going to just like not land until it does, Yeah, you know, like, and it can get, it's really easy to get attached to the metrics and be like, I'm not cut out for this. Fuck. And it's like, yes, you are stop I had this thought earlier today dude like mm-hmm. I posted a reel and I'm like waiting and then I'm like whoa don't like that energy I'm not waiting around like I'm posting it and moving on with my life right because I'm gonna do it again tomorrow and I'm gonna do it again the next day and knowing that like every piece of content is not a gold mine like we aren't that special <laughs> <laughs> I love it yeah oh uh, yeah um and then the last thing is like treating people like humans Mm -hmm. you know like seeing like letting like not feeling like your your service or your offer is like here to fix people it's like Mm -hmm. yo peeps aren't broken like if they want the support and they want to be in your energy and they want the thing cool um but I've always taken a really laid back approach to like sales Mm -hmm. um like and it's been great for me because I'm not like, I'm, I don't like the like salesy selling. Like I like it to be like a personal, com- like a, a combo, right? Like mm. I'm really like, I want to understand you. I want to understand if you'd be a good fit. I want to understand like why you think you would be a good fit. Like I want to understand all the things. And like, I think service, service leads to wealth. It's not like, like when money becomes the number one priority, then we lose ourselves, And it's mm-hmm. like coming back to the place of service, which it can be, it's just really easy in, a, in the land of the, the, the gram to get distracted by seeing people hitting five figure, six figure, whatever fucking months. And I totally am guilty of that. Like, dude, I had a 50K month in whatever month it was, March, no, May, April, I don't know. And all my only goal then was like okay gotta hit 60 gotta hit seven, and then I was like what the f whoa like I had to step back and then like the next month was like 30 and like the next month was like 20 and then it was like a 15 and and I'm like this doesn't mean I'm failing 
this is like, I'm doing some fucking serious soul growth right now. Mm-hmm. And the success, like the feelings of success that I want to feel for me personally, I realize that money is no longer my caliber of success. It's alignment. It's like inner peace. And it's also for me, community, like community is my abundance. When mm-hmm. I, when people are in and they're doing their thing and they're together, that makes me feel a hundred times more expansive, more abundant, more free, more alive than seeing a number in my bank account. And I, I mean, I love money. Like I want to make money and I want to earn money. Mm-hmm. But for me, the true abundance is community. And I don't know. I think just people feel that, right? Like when mm-hmm. you are serving from that place. So I've been doing a lot of introspection around like, hmm, am I out of integrity anywhere? Like, is there any place where my process or like the way that I talk to people or even the way I make content can be from a more like soft, like heart centered place Mm -hmm. rather than a you're wrong or you need this thing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and you're sharing from the heart more. Mm. So such wisdom I I feel like as you said it's so it's this is like my biggest advice is seeing like comparing the numbers to other people on Instagram especially like yeah like five figure month six figure month and I'm just you and I have to keep reminding myself that you only are going to hear those uh, like great anomaly success stories like no one's out there being like yo had a 4k month had a 3k month (laughs) like no one's saying that and then so you're you're kind of just it it's I've I go through phases where it's like sometimes I'm really inspired by those stories I'm like yes like I can be that too. If she can, why can't I? And then mm-hmm. some months I'm like, fuck, I can't even see the Explorer page because I'm just like, no, it's, it's so triggering to see. And then that, it reminds me, like my boyfriend was saying a similar thing as what you just said is, you know, when you make the primary thing, the money, first of all, you start acting out of alignment. Mm-hmm. And also you kind of forget obviously why you first started, like actually helping people. Yeah. And you forget all of the, the actually amazing things going on right now. Like one of the main reasons I started a business was because I wanted more freedom of like location and time and schedule. And I literally have all those things. And sometimes you just completely forget everything that you have because you're so bogged down on this number and it can like really start to dictate your, well, for me, when it's like a quote unquote bad month my mood is like completely down the whole month and mm. that's something like I've just got to get out of because it obviously it's just like it's not a nice place to be in yeah well I think too it's like asking asking yourself like why like mm. what what's the belief under that right because it's not actually like the situation it's like there's a belief under there that's like if I don't make blank I'm not successful or like what's the what's the story under the situation that's mm. making you feel like shit I feel like part of it is uh wanting to be like successful by this metric because my my family like my daddy's super successful like my brothers and uh I always kind of like felt like I was had good potential to be successful whatever that means like good in school whatever 
And yeah. there's this part of me that's like, maybe you actually like can't make it. Like maybe you're not mm. going to be able to do this, even though you really want to. And so when there's a bad month, it's like, see, you know what? Maybe you're not cut out for this and you should just go back to having a job and being a data scientist and sell your soul again. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a very normal part of entrepreneurship that's not talked about that like as we're speaking, I'm like, I think this is actually what I want to talk about. Like the messy shit that most business coaches like I don't really even consider myself a business coach I'm like I'm like I just get you fucking into alignment it's like Mm -hmm. you're and and like people don't want to talk about that you know I'm like dude I had like fucking 16 emotional breakdowns this month and it's normal like remember when I asked in the in our group like I remember how many times have you guys cried this week and it was like Tuesday and everyone was like three one five (laughs) and I'm like literally yeah, this is normal. And the reason why I think that there's entrepreneurs right now or coaches that don't feel like they are cut out for this is because they are comparing themselves to the success story, not the behind the scenes. Yes, exactly. It's like, I think for you too, like when you're talking about like your family being successful, it's like, who are you still proving yourself to? That's one Mm. of the most powerful questions I've ever asked myself. Like, who am I still proving myself to? Right? Like, is it like an old mentor of mine? Is it like my dad? Like, is it Kurt? Like, who is, who am I prove? Who am I trying to prove myself to? And where can I take my power back and know like I am exactly where I need to be? And mm-hmm. everything is happening in divine timing. And also, every time I get frustrated, there's a lesson. And it's like, what's the lesson? What's the lesson? What's the lesson? For me, the lesson right now is actually less creating and more like pouring into myself, which feels counterproductive to be successful. But I just, I don't know. That's just what I keep getting. I keep Mm -hmm. like feeling that intuitively. Like say, I'm like, just go hike. Like Mm. you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I, yeah, keep having that kind of feeling too. Like, do you just work like, three or four hours less than a day than what I'm doing like stop working all the way from when it's dark to when it's dark and like pushing and like creating so much shit and um but then there's a part of me that's like no but but you've got to because like you're not at that level yet where you can relax like you you do have to hustle uh yeah that's the belief Mm. is I can't relax it's like not safe to relax and that's a like that's I mean, it could be a nervous system thing. It's also like, it could be a trauma response. It could be just a belief, but whatever it is, it's like, now you know that it's there and now you can change it. And it's like, it could just be like, it's safe for me to have fun. It's safe for me to relax. One of my biggest mantras in business is the more fun I have, the more money I make. And when I'm, I literally always, always, always like my Stripe payments or like my bank account or whatever they're gonna give me little notifications it's always when I'm either sleeping in the bathtub like having sex hiking like it's never ever when I am working it's the exact same in fact it was uh last Friday I was at a friend's house with my boyfriend and we were drinking we were like a bit tipsy it was like 1 or 2 a.m and I randomly look at my phone and I had like a payment come through and I was like hey guys cheers to that (laughs) yes Yes. And it's like allowing ourselves to like experience pleasure 
you know, and that has been so programmed out of women, but all of us, right. And it's like the feminine is the play and the fun and Mm. the softness and the ease and the flow. And it's like, okay, if it showed up for you with food, it did for me, it's going to show up in every other part of your life. So how can you lean more into trust, lean more into play and fun or connecting with your inner child that it's like, truly that is the work like that's what I that's what we're doing in my business mentorship right now we're tapping into this like frequency of the feminine and like what it means to lead a business with from your body not your Mm -hmm. mind Mm -hmm. and that's like a totally foreign concept when we've just grown up with like such hustle and doing and forcing and pushing and I just like at a certain point just can't do it anymore you know yeah hundred percent I think also the you know like the capitalist belief of like work harder you know the more you work the more money you're gonna make and that's it's so obviously not true but that's still something that's definitely like feeding into my actions as well that I have to like let go of that you're still scared to let go of because you're like but then everyone else is still gonna be working that much and you're not so they're gonna get ahead and you're not gonna meet your goals and like but you have so much that you need to do in so little time it's just like yeah. Yeah. Letting go. That so it's like for me the solution air quotes that I found is the only reason why you're scared is because you're scared about what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. You're fine right now. And when we just literally come back to what do I need to do today? Like day mm-hmm. 1. Every day is day 1. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like it's just literally coming back to the present moment and being like you don't need to like reverse, like if your goal is making a million dollars, great, set it, but let it go and just take one day at a time. You don't need to set the goal and then reverse engineer it and be like, blah, 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 blah. That doesn't work for women. Oh, that is so, um, I literally did that on the 1st of January this year. I was like, this month will be this, that month will be this. And this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. I, I just recorded a YouTube video on why I no longer set goals and I set milestones, which that has just been a really powerful shift of like letting go of the timeline and taking inspired action every day, whether that's taking a fucking bath for two hours or if it's creating a post or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I could go on for hours, but obviously we've hit the hour mark. So to wrap this up, I actually have one final question. What yeah. do you feel like your future self would tell the you now? Oh, okay. So (laughs) my future self is my current self. Mm -hmm. I just heard this quote and I was like, interesting, quantum, meta, whoa. (laughs) And for me, it's like, go have more fun. Yeah, definitely. Go have more fun. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Where can people find you? Yeah, you guys can find me on, I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm now, you know, I got all the things, but I'll sh- I kind of share my handle. So my, my handle on Instagram is at Sam Altieri. Um, and if you put it in the bio, yeah. then I don't have to spell it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I have my own podcast, which is the Sam Altieri show. Uh, and we talk about all things, feminine energy, manifestation, mindset, body image, business. Like it's literally all of it. Um, mm-hmm. I have some dope experts on and then uh, just started my YouTube channel. So 
you can just like search my name and that's been super fun. I've been like loving that. So we'll see what happens, but I'm going where the fun is. Yes, yes, definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with us and all of this wisdom and just good vibes. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, you guys listening, feel free to reach out, DM me. I love, I love uh, hearing from you. So my DMs are open. Awesome. Thank you for everyone for tuning in. See ya. Thanks guys. Bye. And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. It really helps my podcast to grow and reach more women who are struggling as well when you rate and review. So if you got a spare minute, I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review. And if you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life. Change someone's day, mood, or even their life. Be that person. I know I absolutely love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me she's thinking of me and she wants to help me elevate alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed. I'm always open for feedback and let me know what you want me to speak about on the podcast because after all, this podcast is for you. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time.